0: For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash
2: thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. Our guest today is Kyle Paradiso. He is CEO at Sleepy Bear Gummies. We're going to talk to them a little bit about what they're doing in the cannabis space, talk about some interesting formulations. I think one of the fascinating parts of uh, the cannabis world these days is as we become kind of more aware, more familiar, more understanding of the various cannabinoids that this plant has to offer or understanding... How they work, what they're useful for, and how we can put them together in uh, unique and different ways for different effects for different people. So, obviously, uh, it can be quite complicated, but there's some interesting research uh, and kind of understanding that's going into this. People are developing some interesting products, and and Sleepy Bear is one of those companies. So, I'm excited to hear what they're doing, what they're learning, and what the uh, what the process has been like. So, with that, Kyle, welcome to the program.
3: Thanks for having me, Bruce. Really excited to be here.
2: It's a pleasure. So before we dig into what's uh, going on with Sleepy Bear and the new products and everything you've got going on, let's get a little bit of background. How did you get into cannabis? What's the backstory? Give us a little bit of the background.
3: Yeah, uh, it's really a long story. So my background, I'm a former Army Ranger. I got medically retired back in 2016 after I suffered a series of spinal cord injuries, And yeah, Yeah. my my own journey with cannabis really began as a patient, as looking for something to treat the chronic issues that I now had in my life as a 25-year-old man who couldn't have any form of quality of life due to my chronic pain, due to the inflammation I was seeing. And my outlook was really bleak at that point in my life. I was actually a staunchly opposed to cannabis in oh, any way, shape, and form. Yeah, I was a narc. I, <laughs> I yeah. was as anti cannabis as you really could be and didn't want it and anywhere why, around me. Like, what, so, what was the background? Or? Yeah, it, it was a combination of factors. You know, I was really indoctrinated into being that yeah. way from. My family was very was very closed mm-hmm. off to it. Growing up I was a wrestler in, in high school sure. and in college. So there's a lot of stigma on, you know, what smoking does to your lungs, does to your performance. I went to military college, so yeah. that's a very conservative yeah. <laughs> population. You know, I'm, I'm getting drug tested on the regular throughout yeah. my college, you know, career. And then the same thing, being in special operations, you know, you're drug tested frequently. There's that that very heavy-handed stigma yeah. against cannabis use, you know, and the military still sees that a lot and our veteran veteran population still sees that. So, when I got out, I was very much indoctrinated into the way of thinking that weed is bad, CBD is bad, and we weren't at the point in education where we are now where these products were readily available. It mm-hmm. really was something that I was going to have to choose to do illegally in the state I lived, which was Uh, I was in Charleston, South Carolina at the time. So it was really a force of necessity to make that change in my life where I respond incredibly poorly to opioids. It could not go worse when I take them. So I didn't have many other options. And I was actually on, (laughs) on a trip to California, to San Diego, where I live now, And friends had finally just kind of wore me down, wore me down. They're like, look, you got to try this. Like your life can't get worse. You know, you're at rock bottom. What else do you have to lose? Just give it a shot. And it was really a a big light bulb aha moment (laughs) where I'm looking. I was like, wow, I was so wrong. How was I possibly so wrong about this for my entire life? Why did I think this was so evil, so terrible? and why was I so judgmental? So I kind of began to take up the cause of looking at how I got so indoctrinated, how I got to the place where I was and how do I prevent other people, other veterans from becoming the same? And you know, how do we nip this in the butt yeah. and get the idea of using CBD and THC as a treatment pushed forward in the veteran space? So I, I began on the social side. I began working at, at looking at all the factors socially that really built into this, you know, kind of puzzle for the veteran community, and slowly but surely translated into the business side when the farm bill passed, and I, I saw an opportunity to really move that agenda forward through business and properly formulated products.
2: Yeah. So, and, and what what was the big challenge? in making that happen? I mean, I I can see the kind of the epiphany or the kind of the realization, but as you actually thought about getting into the space or, you know, standing up the business and getting things going, like what pieces were hard for you?
1: There's a
3: a lot of, of, uh, (laughs) (laughs) big question. Let's solve veteran issues in in one one wrap up. There's a lot that that goes into play. You know, there's the general notions and stigmas that we still have to this day about cannabis usage that you know, it makes you lazy, that it's bad for you, that there's all those negative associated ideas towards it and towards the people that do it. And I think what we're starting to see now is a lot of people talking about their usage, talking about what cannabis has done for them. You know, it's not in the dark like it was even just a decade ago. We're having a lot of people voice out about how it's changed their life how they've still been able to do things, like how it's positively impacted their life. And you kind of then see that and you're like, oh, if so-and-so can do this, maybe I can too. And it's it's a little bit of kind of just the acceptance to it from the people around you. Yeah,
2: yeah. Kind of creating the right community and the right group around you that's positive in this way.
3: Yes. You'd be surprised how often veterans are influenced by the people around them. You know, we like to mm-hmm. think that, We're built up on our own principles, but there's very much a community and a herd mindset, you know, because it is it's a collective. So that Mm -hmm. collective opinion really matters to you. So until we change the narrative in that collective at large that, hey, this is okay. it's you know, it's something that's people hide or people are ashamed of or, you know, they 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 turn away to.
2: Yeah. And so tell me about Sleepy Bear. How did this come about? How did you kind of decide to kind of enter the market in this way? What was the, I guess, original business idea?
3: Yeah. So Sleepy Bear was was really born out of necessity for myself. I realized that when a lot of the products I were taking on the market, I, I didn't feel they were effective. And when I started doing more research into what was possible in this space, I saw that I was just kind of like, walking around, I was like, wait, there is a better way to combine these. Like why hasn't someone combined A, B, and C and tried it that way? It seems like it would make too much sense, especially when it comes to sleep, where I was having a lot of issues around pain and sleep. And I'm sure, you know, if you haven't had a good night's sleep, it oh, yeah. bleeds into everything you're doing. If you're not sleeping, you're, you're not really living. There's only so long you can force yourself, will yourself through stuff I until did. it's just, you know, it's really coming down on top of you. So I, I wanted to create a product that could restore that for people or work towards, you know, giving a little bit of that quality of life back. And that's kind of really the principle behind everything we do here at Sleepy Bears. I create things that I feel would be really helpful in my own life and my own personal medical situation. And I just you know hope that if i can crack that code there's enough people out there who need the same thing to to make it a viable business model
2: yeah yeah and and so how did you actually get the business going i mean it seems like there's there's a lot of pieces to getting a cannabis business running where did you start how did the kind of early stages play out for you
3: yeah the early stages i was was really really blessed with the network i had around me when i had the idea of saying, hey, I I really think I'm going to make this a business. I went to my friends, my family, and both my brothers are also in the military as well. One's a Green Beret, the other one's a Scout Sniper, and... My CFO, Archie, was also a, a ranger we served together in, in 1st Battalion, and I kind of just looked at them and said, hey, guys, like this is an issue. I think we could do some good and you know move the needle if we do things properly. What do you think? And between them and my girlfriend, we kind of just raised together a little bit of money just the friends and family pool together, and they yeah. kind of just sent me off and said, all right, we trust you. Here you go. Let's run it. And that's what we did. <laughs> very yeah. it's very much a family operation here at Sleepy Bear,
2: yeah, yeah. And so talk to me about kind of the products, formulations, like what how did that play out? I mean, you you mentioned these are products that you know were kind of inspired by the by your needs and what you wanted. but how did how did you actually put together products for the market?
3: yeah. so we we were looking at what everyone was kind of doing at the time on the market. And in twenty eighteen, You know, I'm I'm sure you saw it It was everything was really just C B D and no one was looking at the other aspects of how do we create a more holistic product instead of just an arms race on who can have the most C B D in something. You know, they're like, Oh, I got ten milligrams, well I got twenty, well I got thirty, I got forty, and it's like is that really the best method of action for, for this product? Is it just increasing the dosage? Why aren't we looking at the other cannabinoids within the plant and their effects? So CBN being the, the main, you know, catalyst for what we, we do here at Sleepy Bear, when it came to sleep, we're saying, well, there's this, this other minor cannabinoid CBN that is, we're seeing is has sedative effects, has really strong anti-inflammatory effects. The entourage between it and CBD in the nighttime we're seeing are both more effective together than they are alone. Mm -hmm. Why aren't we we looking at this to include it? So we did. (laughs) So so we were like, all right, if someone else is going to do it and, and it makes sense on paper, why don't we give it a shot? And that's what we did. Just looking at how do we Really harness these other outlying minor cannabinoids and let them do what they're better at in conjunction with CBD.
2: We're going to take a quick break to hear some words from our sponsors. And now back to our program. How has the manufacturing process been? I mean, I, I'm assuming you're not you're not growing your own cannabis hemp plants and processing yourself. What? How have you sourced product, or how, how have you developed the relationships to actually create the? The final product.
3: Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're completely right. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't have some big farm in my backyard, <laughs> and a million dollars of processing equipment yeah. <laughs> laying around in, the, in a warehouse somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh, so it, for us, it was really about being our genuine selves and putting ourselves out there. And, you know, it was a slow burn. It took, it took a while for us to once we had everything in mind of what we wanted to do, getting the pieces together. And, you know, you got to knock on a lot of doors, shake a lot of hands and kind of yeah. wade through the, the BS and, you know, people who are a little scrupulous in the industry and find just people who kind of rung true. So mm-hmm. with the story of what we were trying to do and the messages we were trying to put forth, there was a little bit of us gravitating towards certain people in the industry, people who had been working in hemp you know, well before it was fully legalized, who had a lot of agency in the plant here in California, and who weren't just in it for the money, but had been in it for a long time because it was something they truly believed in. And if you, you'd spend enough time networking, talking to people, sooner or later, those those people kind of shake out to the top. You're able to identify them. And then it was just just being honest and just <laughs> just sharing a common goal and how we felt the industry should go, how we felt that these products could help people and the, the values we wanted to put forward. And slowly but surely, you build partnerships around. And, and we're really thankful to have really great partners up in Northern California and the the cultivation side. We have partners here in Southern California on the packaging side who've been really amazing uh, on helping us get our vision across in a much smaller way than most brands (laughs) are able to do. And it was kind of just a lot of little pieces falling together to make the bigger picture.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, talk to me a little bit about the kind of going to market. Like, how how have you gotten product in the hand of customers? Are you primarily online? Are you going through dispensaries and stores? What's been the kind of the um, distribution process?
3: Yeah, distribution for us is is pretty unique. We are a 50-50 split, almost right down the middle on our direct-to-consumer sales and to our wholesale side to actual storefronts. Being a mm-hmm. hemp product, you know, we're we're able to be sold in, in all fifty states. Uh, mm-hmm. We're TAC free, so we're we're compliant nationwide on in that regard. So we actually sell not in dispensaries because, especially in California, hemp products can't be side by side in in a yep. dispensary. We sell in independent pharmacies. You know, holistic health stores, kind of boutique locations, CBD stores, and high-end kind of grocery chains. For us, getting out to market and actually kind of just getting those customers was a lot of just trickling out product to people. We felt that the word of mouth on the product would really be the driving factor because with sleep, uniquely to other CBD products, you really know Instantly, whether or not the product's going to work for you, you know, I, I don't have to give yeah. you a CBD tincture and say, Hey, take this for a month and you should feel better with XYZ. It's a you take it once, if it works for you, you know, <laughs> You'll know the next and, day, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, the next day. <laughs> and the buy in is really strong with the sleep product if you find something that helps somebody sleep when they have an issue with insomnia, they are a customer. They are in and they are going to tell other people. And so it was the same approach, whether it was e-commerce customers or storefronts, where if we could just get a sample in the hand of a buyer saying, hey, just try this one night. It was very easy to get a call back the next day of, "Hey, this this worked for me. I yeah, want to place where I want to carry this for the store." Yeah, it was. It, it, it's. I'm not going to say an easy thing to sell because that's you know going to devalue all the hard work we put in. But it really is with the sleep product something where the buy-in's there. There's not a lot of follow-through in the sense of it either works for you or it doesn't. So the conversation yeah. is pretty much instantaneous after that fact. Yeah. No, I get that.
2: And um, what have been some of the challenges? I mean, if you think through, you know, has it been capital, has it been equipment, has it been people, you know, what, where, where have you kind of run into roadblocks in the
3: business? A lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Big questions. (laughs) For us, I would say, honestly, a lot of the challenges really still are breaking down stigma, especially in a lot of the populations that we are or demographics that we're trying to work in showing that, Hey, this is a natural product. This isn't something that's going to get you high. This isn't something that's going to like do X, Y, Z. And I feel that's something that the Delta eight market has kind of sent us a little bit back on is people were, yeah, people were starting to get this, this sense of safety around CBD and cannabis products because they were non-psychoactive and they weren't having to you know worry about anything. And then Delta eight kind of skewed that narrative a little bit. And now we're kind of having to, to reel back. But it's, yeah. it's really just getting that sense of, hey, try this, it's not what you think it is. It's, you know, and trying to disarm people. Because I've had so many people, even in my close circle, you know, friends' parents or, or relatives, mm-hmm. something like that, who complain about sleep. And I'm like, I make a sleep product.
2: Try <laughs> you do know I make a sleep product. Yeah, don't you? <laughs>
3: well, I, I have a company. It's called Sleepy yeah, Bear. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we work on this. It's kind of what I do. And I'll give them samples, and they'll complain about sleep, complain about sleep, and I'll go over to the house, and I see the samples sitting there. And I'm like, well, why, why aren't you trying this? Like, why aren't you? Well, oh, I'm nervous. Like, I don't want to take anything, Mm -hmm. cannabis, this this or that, or you know, drug test this or that. I'm like, it's THC free. It's non psychoactive. There are not going to be side effects on this. And they're like, well, I, you know, I smoked a joint back in so and so, and it, you know, it it made me freak out. I'm like, this is not that. And really, you know, it's it's a constant uphill battle. Um, You can imagine. It's something that I know we're we're already gonna have a, a big problem with with our new product, which has THCV. And the instant mm, I say it yeah. to anybody, they're like, "Oh, it's THC, THC." I'm like, "No, yeah. no, it's it's not." Yeah. <laughs> I like, "It's a different cannabinoid. It's annoying they named it that way, but I didn't name it. So here we are, and yeah. it's just a constant kind of breaking down that you know quote unquote." Reefer madness. You know, yeah. I still to this day I had to convince my mom not too long ago that I wasn't a drug dealer. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, this <laughs> is not this is not what I do. Well, like we're we're in pharmacies, we're in grocery stores. I I, I don't deal drugs. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And, um, I guess where, where do you plan on going with the business? I mean, you you mentioned you got some new products coming out. Tell us about those. How, how does this kind of, uh, how, how does the business evolve and, and how do you branch out into new areas?
3: Yeah. So uh, evolving the business for us is, you know, I'm a aim small, miss small kind of person. I, I think there are a lot of, of brands and, you know, they try to do a lot of things at once, and that's their model, and that's amazing for them. But I feel you know a jack of all trades is kind of a master of none. Mm-hmm. So we're we're trying to, to do it bit by bit. We're expanding our sleep care line to give a non melatonin offering. So our original formula was a five three two. We use CBD, CBN, and melatonin, but mm-hmm. melatonin doesn't sit well with with everybody and also is is really a an ingredient skewed for an older population so we're we're releasing a cbd cbn one-to-one product that is melatonin free so that's going to be more focused on pain management opposed to insomnia and then we're really excited to announce a brand new daytime product we're calling day bear uh with cbd cbg CBC and THCV to kind of give that 24-hour coverage. You know, we've given you something at night to reduce inflammation and help you sleep. Now, here's something for the daytime to help with those same issues and kind of carry it through without, you know, loading up on Advil or ibuprofen and coffee and all these other things that we know have really serious drawbacks with long-term usage.
2: Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the regulatory environment. I mean, how how have you kind of navigated, you know, kind of changes? I mean, obviously, not being THC, you're a little, you don't have the state-by-state restriction, the federal issues, or at least federal issues as much. But what has been, what's kind of impacted you, and how have you navigated some of the legalization and uh, regulation issues?
3: Good lawyers. No.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
3: (laughs) No, it's, I mean... In California, you really the writing's on the wall for a lot of a lot of the changes. When it first uh, when the Farm Bill first passed, things were really happening fast and loose, and you kind of just had to keep your ear to the ground and see what was coming out because things were changing day by day. You know, the ABC was coming in and making their own rules, and then the California as a state was making their own rules. FDA was doing their own thing. It's kind of just learning to be flexible, and trying to plan for the future. You know, for us, we had QR codes on our packaging instantly before it was something that was required, because it didn't take a, a rocket scientist to figure out, hey, lab testing should be included on the bag. That's probably something they're going to institute at some point. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of just using common sense to say, well, if this industry was running at the the cleanest possible level, what would be instituted? Okay, let's try and do that before it's forced on us. You know, let's be proactive instead of being reactive. So that's yeah. something we we really try to do here. And then just try to be flexible, <laughs> not get saddled with too many, too much stuff at one time in case you gotta make some changes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And um, in terms of, I mean, guess who, who is your target customer at the end of the day? Like, who, who do you find is, is really going to be, you know, the people that are, are buying, using your products?
3: Uh, that see that's a great question. Uh, we are really all over the map. Sleep yeah. is not an issue that's defined to one demographic, one age range, one income bracket, what have you. You know, there's a variety. There's so many reasons that can feed into insomnia. It can feed into having an issue with sleep. You know, it can be physical. It can be mental. It can be hormonal. You know, there's so much that goes into it. So it's just really anyone who has a problem with the nighttime. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, how do you see that evolving? I mean, is this, do you see, I mean, there's, there's, you know, lots of products kind of coming out of the market and they're segmented in different ways. I mean, how do you see your kind of brand evolving and the customers that you want to be focusing on? Like, what's the future there?
3: I think the future is absolutely in the minor cannabinoid market and creating more fine-tuned products. There's just so much more that can be done than just a CBD product. There's so many stuff on the nutraceutical side that you could add to benefit a product and make a, a more holistic offering. There's so much you can do on the minor cannabinoid side that you yeah. can add in you know using CBG to have a more of a, a daytime uplifting effect, using CBC to focusing more on gut, using CBN for sleep. There's just so many better ways we can formulate where, and especially with the advances that are, that are happening in the extraction process and the conversion process, being able to lower the cost of these raw goods, being able to get more of them out to market. I think we're really going to see a lot more fine-tuned products and we're going to see it in a lot more innovative ways. I don't think we're going to be looking at Tinctures on shelves in the future. <laughs> you know. I, I yeah. just think there's. We're gonna find ways to make this more and more functional, bit by bit, for people's lives. To make it something that it's more of an afterthought, taking it like we would anything else, opposed to you know what we're currently doing.
2: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the uh, nutraceuticals. What what other sort of non cannabis, plant based, or other other types of kind of ingredients, formulations, have you considered? Or, or where are you looking in terms of, you know, creating more of these kind of advanced formulations using different uh, ingredients?
3: I mean, there's there's so many ways you can branch that out. You could, you could branch out into stuff with immunity we've looked into. You know, there's there's a lot of nutraceutical ingredients that are really beneficial, especially in our current climate where people are really worried about immune health. You know, there's ingredients like Wellmune, Epicor and and other stuff like that. A lot of the mushroom extracts that have really great immune boosting properties that can so easily go side by side with some of the antifungal antiviral properties that we see with certain cannabinoids Mm -hmm. same thing with energy you know combining vitamins and stuff like that combining cbg with b vitamins immunity including vitamin c there's just all these little products or ashwanga being something for for calming and you know hand in hand with an anti-anxiety product possibilities are endless when the two industries really merge
2: yeah yeah. And where um uh how how about markets? I mean, in, in terms of the markets you're really hoping to kind of tackle the next you know couple quarters, where where do you see your kind of geographic expansion going?
3: Yeah, I mean, well the the biggest battleground to come in the future for for everyone in the cannabis space, or the I would say the hemp space specifically, is gonna be what happens when big box retailers yeah. really start opening up. You know, we haven't seen Products in Walmart's. We haven't seen, you know, the products in in the Krogers or the Ralphs of of the world yet, and that's really going to change the landscape because it's going to make people in the industry very powerful. You know, there's no. I would say Charlotte's Web is the closest we have to it, but there's no Coca-Cola of the hemp space. You know, there's no massive, noticeable nationwide brand that you can find in every store and every, you know, convenience, what have you nationwide. And when that changes, it's, it's going to be a really wild time. There's going to be a lot of the money in the industry is going to change rapidly and it's going to change what we can do for better and for worse. And it's going to be a really exciting time in the next couple of years in the hemp space.
2: Yeah, I can imagine. Kyle, it's been a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, more about Sleepy Bear, what's the best way to get that information?
3: SleepyBearGummies.com. We have our Instagram that is also SleepyBearGummies and our email is info at SleepyBearGummies.com. Any questions, we're, we're happy to take them.
2: Awesome, I'll make sure that the links and the handles and everything are in the show notes so people can get that information.
3: Kyle, thank you so much for
2: taking the time today. It's been an absolute pleasure.
3: Thank you for having me, Bruce, really enjoyed it.
2: That's it for this episode of Thinking Outside the Bud. Be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our future episodes. See you next time.
1: You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets and access other great content. Visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebudcom forward newsletter.
2: This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business
1: podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.